So let's go ahead and get our Bibles out, and we're going to start out, and uh, we're going to go on two journeys this morning. This morning, the title of this, the message is going to be called Blind Victory, Blinded Victory. But we're going to start on a, in uh, Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 9. And uh, if y'all can put the scriptures up, I'm going to be reading out of the Passion Translation but if you want to follow me uh, on uh, on that, we're going to talk about Saul, and we're going to talk about the encounter that he had with Jesus, and then I'm going to give you what 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 uh, Luke writes here, and then I'm going to give you another perspective of what Paul says when he began to tell about this this encounter. So let's start on verse one. It says, during those days, Saul, full of angry threats and rage, wanted to murder the disciples of the Lord Jesus. So he went to ask the high priest and requested a letter of authorization that he could take to the Jewish leaders in Damascus, requesting cooperation in finding and arresting any who were followers of the way. Saul wanted to capture all of the believers he found, both men and women, and drag them as prisoners back to Jerusalem. So he obtained the authorization and he left from Damascus. Just outside the city, a brilliant light flashing from heaven suddenly exploded around him. Falling to the ground, he heard a booming voice say, Saul, Saul. Why are you persecuting me? I, I, I mean, I'm going to pause right there. I, I like to just kind of imagine what that would have been like, right? Because it says it was a loud, booming voice. It was like, Saul! Saul! Why are you persecuting me? The men that were accompanying him on, uh, on 5 through 7, he says, the men accompanying Saul were stunned. And they were speechless, for they heard a heavenly voice, but they could see no one. Saul replied, who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, the victorious, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city where you will be told what you are to do. Saul stood to his feet. And even though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. He was blind. So the man had to take him by the hand and lead him into Damascus. For three days, he couldn't eat or drink and couldn't see a thing. Living in Damascus was a believer named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling his name, Ananias. Yes, Lord, Ananias answered. The Lord said, go at once to the street called Abundance and look for a man from Tars named Saul. You will find him at Judah's house. Come on, this is all awesome. While he was praying, he saw a supernatural vision of a man named Ananias coming to lay hands upon him to restore his sight. But Lord, Ananias replied, 
Many have told me about this terrible persecution of those in Jerusalem who, you, who are devoted to you. In fact, the high priest have authorized him to seize and imprison all those in Damascus who call on your name. Lord Yahweh answered him, Arise and go! Exclamation mark. I have chosen this man to be a special messenger. He will be brought before kings and before many nations, before the Jewish people to give them the revelation of who I am. And I will show him how much he is destined to suffer because of his passion for me. Verse 17, Ananias slept and found <coughs> the house where Saul was staying, went outside and laid hands on him, saying, Saul, my brother, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me to pray for you, and you might, that you might see again and be filled with overflowing, filled and overflowing with the Holy Spirit. So, this is Luke sharing this. Now, I want us to go to, uh, we're going to fast forward a little bit. We're going to go to Acts 22 really quick. So, now we see in Acts 22, we see Paul talking and he's giving a description of what happened to him. So, now he's telling the story. Some of it might sound a little bit repetitive, and that's okay. But Paul says, ladies and gentlemen, fellow believers and elders, please listen to me as I offer my defense. Now, when everyone realized that he was speaking to them in their Judean Aramaic language, the crowd became all more attentive. Then Paul said, I am a Jewish man who was born in Tarsus, a city of Turkey. <clears throat> However, <clears throat> I grew up in this city and was properly trained in the Mosaic law and tutored by Rabbi Gamaliel. Gamaliel. I'm sure I said that wrong, but it's okay. According to our ancestral customs. And then he goes on to say, I've been extremely passionate in my desire to please God, just as all of you are today. Verse 4, I have hunted down and killed followers of this way. I have seized them and I have thrown them into prison, both men and women. All of this can be verified by the high priest and the Supreme Council of Elders, for they even wrote letters of our fellow Jews of Damascus authorizing me to arrest them and to bring them to Jerusalem as pun uh, prisoners to be punished. Now, we're going to go back now because we're going to hold that thought. <laughs> He's talking about bringing them as prisoners and punishers, punishing them. So let's go to Acts 7. We're going to be in Acts 7, and we're going to start in verse 54. And it's going to be a picture of what it might have looked like. <clears throat> we all know these stories. 
He says in Acts 7, starting at verse 54. He says, when they heard these things, they were overtaken with violent rage. This, he's talking about the people, a group of people. He said, when they had heard these things, they were overtaken with violent rage, filling their souls, and they gnashed their teeth at him. That sounds a lot like the way the Bible describes hell, right? The gnashing of the teeth, anger, rage. So what was happening was the people around them were being influenced by a demonic spirit that they were gnashing at their teeth. They were full of anger. They were full of rage because of what they were releasing. In 55 it says, but Stephen was overtaken with great faith. <clears throat> he was full of the Holy Spirit. He fixed his gaze into heavenly realms and saw the glory and the splendor and Jesus who stood up at the right hand of God. Like, mind you, listen, they're about to kill this man. They're accusing him. They're full, I mean, you name it. You can imagine what that might have looked like. And the whole time they're coming after him, he's in a whole other place. He's there, but he's not there. He's like, he's looking up and he's gazing at the beauty of heaven. And he sees Jesus. Nothing was going, everything that was going on, he didn't see it. He says, and he saw the glory and the splendor of God. Verse 56. And then Stephen says, look. I can see the heavens opening. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't know if you get it. Put yourself there for a second. You're about to die, man. I mean, it's real as it gets. We get upset because somebody don't want to shake our hand. Oh, pastor didn't do that, whatever. We get offended. And he's about to die. And he says, Look! I could see the heavens opening. I could see the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God, welcoming me in. <laughs> in verse 57, it says, His accusers covered their ears with their hands and screamed at the top of their lungs to drown out his voice. That means that he was yelling. Look! I can see it! I can see the heavens! And they were so bothered by him not be, that they were like, ah! To drown out his voice. As the 58 says, oh, I'm sorry, 57 says, that to drown out his voice in 58, then they pounced on him. And they threw him outside the city walls to stone him. His accusers, one by one, placed their outer garments at the feet of a young man named Saul of Tarsus. Tarsus. I was thinking about this this morning because that's a detail that they put in there that's pretty significant. Like, why did they have to say 
the young man from Tarsus. Like they, they gave a description of that, and I was. I believe this, and I, I mean, you can just take this to the Lord. But I believe there was a, there's a prophetic emphasis in this right here. The young man was representing the level of maturity that he was walking in, Saul. He was carrying the authority of the law. He had authority of the high priest. Isn't that a picture even like where we're at right now? We have, we have immature believers that are carrying the authority. They walk around and, and, and they have power because of who's inside of them. But the level of authority is, is it's, but the level of maturity is not where it needs to be. Therefore, their spiritual maturity, they will do things that are not in the character or the nature of God. So I believe what the, what the word was saying in this on 58. It was, it was a representation of the level of maturity that he was carrying. But it was causing death to those that were around him. Sometimes our level of maturity in the spirit, you know, we have, we have, we have the authority and the power to bless and to curse. Amen. Amen. Verse 59 it says, as he hurled, as they hurled stones after stone. Now listen, they're throwing, and these are not little rock pebbles. These are stones. Hand size, maybe bigger. You ever been hit with a rock in the head? They were throwing these stones at him, and Stephen prayed. This is powerful. I mean, gosh, Lord, get us to that place. He says, Lord Jesus, accept my spirit into your presence. And he crumpled into his knees and shouted in a loud voice, Oh, Lord, don't hold this sin against him. And then he died. You see, Saul was a very, um, he was an educated man. He wasn't like, he was a leader. And he was strong in his religion and his belief. I mean, he knew it. He, he studied under the law. But do you know that religion will make you do things that will hurt other people? It will cause you to attack. It will cause you to curse It'll cause you to accuse. It'll cause you to kill. What are you talking about? That's what happened with Saul. He was full of religion. But he attacked every believer. He accused and he killed and persecuted. Now we're going to go to verse 7. As I was on the road approaching Damascus about noon, a brilliant, heavy light suddenly appeared, flashing all around me. 
Come on. And I love this because, see, what the kingdom of heaven sees, it sees what the Father has already declared. And the natural, we look at Paul, you, I mean, Saul, you read this story. Like, this guy is, man, he's messed up. But heaven declared something else over Saul. And he encountered the light. <laughs> he encountered it. It says, that, it says a, a, a heavenly light suddenly appeared, flashing all around me. Guess what? Saul had a purpose and he had a destiny. And God made sure of it that he was going to know who he was. Right? Verse 8, he says, As I fell to the ground, I heard a voice say, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he says, I answered, who are you? And then he says, my Lord? Question mark. Let's think about for that, just for a second. This is a man that was full of intellectual understanding, knowledge. He was full of the law. He had knowledge. But yet he says, who are you? And then the question mark comes, my Lord? You see, religion will blind our eyes and our ears from knowing the truth, even when he's standing right there in front of you. The king of kings is right there. And he says, who are you? But something inside of him says, my Lord. Huh? And then he said to me, I am Jesus, the victorious. I am the one you are persecuting. Verse 9, those who were with me saw the brilliant light, but they didn't hear the voice of the one who spoke to me. So I asked, Lord, now he's calling him Lord, what am I to do? And the Lord said to me, Get up and go into Damascus, and there you will be told about all that you are destined to do. Come on, see, listen. His destiny. I hope you all are catching this in the spirit. You see, just like Saul, the Lord wants to bring an awakening to the bride. That our eyes would be open to see our destiny and our purpose. See, every one of us in here has a destiny and purpose that Lord, the Lord has for us. Some of us are still kind of walking with some blinded eyes. Verse 11. Because of the dazzling. Man, come on. So, listen. So, in, in Luke, Luke talks about. That he went blind. And if you read in Luke, it says that he didn't eat for three days. And, and if, you read, if, you, if you continue to read down where, where Luke begins to say that, that there was crust on his eyes, that he had to remove the crust of his eyes so he could begin to see. So now you see Paul, I mean Saul he, uh, here. Saul is saying, 
on verse 11, because of the dazzling glory of the light, I couldn't see. I've often heard people say that, that Jesus blinded him like it was a punishment. Can I just give you another perspective? It says, because of the dazzling glory of the light, the glory of the Lord shined down upon him that it was so powerful that he couldn't see in the presence of God. He says, I couldn't see. I was left blind. So they had to lead me by the hand the rest of the way into Damascus. Now, there's a couple things I want us to look at right here. One of them is this. Religious, a religious spirit, a prideful spirit, and a jealous spirit. That's what Saul was walking with. He was a man that was being challenged by God. And then we also see the humility of the Lord being established upon Saul at that moment. You got to think about that. He was a leader. I mean, he was commanding armies. He was, he was the man. And all of a sudden, he was being challenged by Jesus. And he could do nothing but sit there. Saul was the leader. And now he was forced to depend on somebody else to show him the way. So we see in verse 12, a Jewish man named Ananias came to see me. He was a godly man who lived according to the law of Moses and was highly esteemed by the Jewish community. Now that name Ananias, it means... God has given. Isn't that, like, just the way the Lord does all that? He says, I want you to go. There's going to be a man named Ananias. There's going to be a man that God has given to you. A man named Ananias, a man who God has given. And then it says in 13, and he stood beside me and said, Saul, my brother, Saul, open your eyes and see again. And at that very moment, it says, I opened my eyes and I could see. Sometimes in our life, the Lord will position us for people in our season to help cultivate our destiny and our purpose. You see, sometimes we get so busy or we get so in our, our own prideful way of wanting to do things, I hear God. I've been serving the Lord for the past 35 years. I know the word. How are you going to tell me? <laughs> Come on, man. Listen, I, I run into all kinds of stuff. I can tell you stories. But the Lord will send us those people in our seasons to help cultivate our destiny and our purpose for our life. 
but we must be willing to lay down our pride. Just like, just like Saul. We have to be willing to lay down our pride and all forms to walk in humility. Can you imagine? You think about Saul in that moment. Saul's there, the leader of the army. He's blind. That he has to grab somebody's hand to lead him. That must have felt some kind of way. I I don't know if you've ever had the lights shut off, but I know when I went through this thing with my eyes, there was one time when they put the shot in my eye and they shot this liquid and my eye just went completely white. For like five or ten minutes, I went completely blind. I had my eyes closed and they put it in my eyes and all of a sudden I opened my eyes and I could see nothing. And in that moment, anxiety came upon me. I about like wanted to pass out. I was like, oh, oh. And I reached for my wife. I didn't know where she was at. I was like, I can't see. I can't. (laughs) And, you know, I grabbed her hand and she goes, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. But I totally depended on her to walk. She's like, I got you, baby. It's okay, I got you. And I'm walking like this. Because I was afraid I was going to fall or hit a wall because I couldn't see nothing. I was like, God, what's going on here? Like, why why is this happening? And then, you know, I said, something's wrong. I got to go back in the doctor. Something happened. They did something. Something's wrong. We go back in there and the doctor, oh, that's normal. I'm like, man, can you tell a brother before that happens? I mean, can you just tell somebody I'm about to go blind? Serious. So you think about that. Can you imagine how he felt? Completely. And for those days, man, I got to go to the bathroom. I, will you help me? I can't see. I'm thirsty. Can you give me a glass of water, a cup of water? Totally dependent. You talk, So you want to see the Lord move. Sometimes we got to go as low as we can go and walk in that place of humility. And I think we know it all. Saul could have remained prideful. And he could have stayed in his blindness. But he chose to submit. Even when it felt uncomfortable, he learned how to surrender. And to allow others to lead him. We see that today in the church. Some of us are not willing to, to submit to the leadership or to those that God has assigned over us in a season, whether it's pastors or apostles or mentors or whoever the Lord assigns to you in that season. Some of us are not willing to submit and surrender to those that God has appointed to you in that time. See, the Lord will send the Ananias. God is given. God will send you the person or the people that you need to help you in that season to cultivate. Instead, we chose 
to do it. He chose to do it his way. Let's go to verse 14. Then he said to me, Our God of ancestors has destined you to know his plan and for you to see the Holy One and to hear his voice. Verse 15. For you will be a witness. Come on. To every race of people, and I will share with them everything that you have seen and heard. Let me get the words going up. You see, Saul's blindness led to his victory. Sometimes we see the blindness as the the attack of the the end. I mean, the attack of the of the of the of the Lord. But I believe sometimes the Lord will allow things to happen because he really wants us to have complete and total victory. What the devil meant for bad, God turned it all around. You see, I I used to love when I would hear my, my, my pastor tell me the story about the stoning of Stephen. Because it, it, you can picture Jesus. When Stephen died, when he was murdered, when he was murdered, Jesus was like, I'll give you the Stephen, but I'm going to raise up a Paul. Come on, man. And he was like, Devil! That's going to cost you. (laughs) Devil, that's going to cost you. You want to take a Stephen? I'm going to raise up a Paul. Y'all hearing me? What the devil thought he was going to do The Lord says, oh, you have no idea. His purpose and his destiny has been ordained since the very beginning. (laughs) And I had to think about my situation and your situation. (laughs) You want to take my debt? Devil, that's going to cost you. (laughs) You want to take my brother? That's going to cost you, devil. And you have the authority right now to tell the devil, Devil, that's going to cost you. I'm going to raise up a Paul in my generation. Our sons and daughters will prophesy. They will breathe life into the dry bones. Shay! Let's stand. Come on. Jesus. You see, Saul has an encounter with Jesus. And his blindness led him to the victory.
that he went on and he preached the gospel, the good news to the whole world. That he wrote almost half of the New Testament. 14 books. Just right there where you're at, just begin to worship the Lord. Holy Spirit. Father, open our blind eyes. Father, we declare the victory, God. For you have called forth our purpose and our destiny, God. Since before time, Jesus. And Lord, right now, we make a declaration. We declare in the spirit. We declare in the natural right now. Devil, that's going to cost you. Can I have somebody agree with me on that? So on the count of three, I want to do a devil. That's going to cost you. And then we're going to worship. We're going to worship. On the count of three, ready? One, two, three. Devil, that's going to cost you. Come on, let's worship the Lord. Come on, Peter. Let's worship. Jesus. Brother Bart, come on up here. Brother Bart, come on to worship with us. Everywhere the devil lied, everything that the devil stole, our loved ones, our family members, right now, devil, that's going to cost you. Come on. Our finances, oh, that's going to cost you. Our loved ones, oh, that's going to cost you. Our daughters, oh, that's going to cost you. Jesus. Can you get the light to me, brother? Come on, let's worship.
Won't you come, come like you promised, pour out your spirit, pour out your spirit. I just, I just, yeah. Holy Spirit. See, the devil thought he could win. And he thought he could. <laughs> so this morning, we're going to cut off some heads of the giant in the land. Every infirmity, every spirit of infirmity. Every demonic spirit in the name of Jesus is going to get cut this morning. Come on. We cut off the giants and we giants Come on. We cut off the giants we giants our bread. We cut off the giants and we giants our bread. We cut off the giants and we giants for our bread. We cut off the giants and we giants for our bread. We cut off the giants and we giants for our bread. He's mighty, 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 mighty warrior. He's a warrior. He's a warrior. Mighty, 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 mighty warrior. He's a warrior. He's a warrior. Mighty, 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 mighty warrior. He's a warrior. He's a warrior. Mighty, 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 mighty warrior. He's a warrior. We cut off the giants and we eat giants for our bread. We cut off the giants and we eat giants for our bread. We cut off the giants and we eat giants for our bread. We cut off the giants and we eat giants for our bread. He's a mighty, 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 mighty warrior. He's a warrior, he's a warrior, mighty, 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 mighty warrior. He's a warrior, he's a warrior, mighty, 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 mighty warrior. He's a warrior, he's a warrior. Commission my soul with the fire, uncontrollable for this great call. To save the lost, open my eyes to the reason I'm alive, oh Lord, I'm ready now to follow you. Commission my soul with the fire, uncontrollable for this great cause, to save the Open my eyes to the reason I'm alive, oh Lord, I'm ready now to follow you, yeah, yeah. 
commission my soul with the fire uncontrollable for this great cause to save the lost. Open my eyes to the reason I'm alive, oh Lord, I'm ready now to follow you. Let's lift our hands. Let's just, Father, I thank you, God, right now, Lord. And even now, Lord, we thank you for your presence. That today is a brand new day, God. Lord, that we will we will not walk blinded, God. But that we will we will walk in our victory. Father, we are the victorious bride the victorious ones, God. And you have you have created us for such a time as this, God. And I thank you, God, that you, we get to go from glory to glory. Lord, I pray that even as we leave today, that our days will be filled with just joy, joy unspeakable. I just speak blessings upon every person that's here, those that are watching right now. And I just declare a fresh fire, a fresh wind of heaven will rest upon us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.